Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by Continuing with Wild Wednesday. We've got lots to share with you. We're going to take you on a journey uh, from investment property, and later on, we're going to be talking about the dating game. Advantages to owning investment property with our very fresh, yeah, just amazing, regular, uh, positive uh our positive realtor joining us here today, Kathy Stout. She is a real estate expert and much more, but Today's show goes broader than that. There's a conversation to give you all a phenomenal update on what's been going on. What are the advantages to owning investment property? Uh, What are some of the tax deductions? Why does this make sense at all right now? And why are we primed in this particular point in time to take a different look at real estate? Kathy's been joining us here today uh, and has been a regular on the show. She is she's actually our resident expert. And what usually happens is we we take Kathy and we we put her through her exercises. Uh, And what that means is we we say, look, these are the kinds of things we want to talk about. Kathy's also going to be joined by a cohort today. Uh, Tammy, you're going to get to meet who she is and uh, what she's about. But this is a big topic and I want to get right to it. Thank you both for joining me here today. It's great to have you back. Thank you. Good to be here. Big, big topic. So take a minute and, 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 and uh, introduce your uh, you know, partner in crime here today. Okay. Well, this is Tammy Mrozak, and she has her own um, c- CPA? Correct. Yeah, CPA business. And this is a perfect time for us to be talking about this. Um, She's an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also a financial planner. Exactly. Correct. And how long have you been doing it? Since 1998. Oh, so a long time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so she's an expert in the field. And one of the reasons we're talking about this right now is not only because it's tax preparation time and people should be thinking, you know, forward into the year where it's a new year, new goals, you know, and um, I think it's an excellent time to be investing in real estate. Uh, Anybody who's been listening to me knows that I think we're going into a housing shortage. And when you get into a housing shortage because they haven't built for three years, then you've got a demand on inventory. Right. And then when you have a shortage of inventory, prices start up. So I think we're at the bottom. And we do have a lot of foreclosure inventory, a lot of bank-owned inventory. Um, There's some phenomenal deals out there right now. And if you're thinking of even, you know, barely thinking about getting into a property owning, whether it's for uh, resale down the road, fix fix and flip or resale down the road – or to put renters in, now's the time to be doing it. All right, I, so I think let's talk about what investment property is, and you know, let's let's start with rental if we could. Okay, um, well, rental obviously you're going to purchase it and um, put renters in there, and you have to kind of plan whether you're going to do it for short term or long term. But why don't you talk in t- t- to us about some of the advantages? Well, there's some t- some serious tax advantages which people really aren't quite familiar with. And otherwise, and I think this is a good way to have that conversation. Well, I think using a property as a rental, uh, if you're looking at it as an investment, is a, is a great way to offset your out-of-pocket costs. Uh, you have the the costs of investing in the property, so uh, if you can get revenue coming in until you um, to help cover your costs until you decide you're ready to dispose of that property or convert it into something else from from another strategy standpoint, it just makes all the sense in the world. 
Well, Britt, take us through and tell us why it makes sense. Well, uh, let's just say you decided that now is the time to buy property because prices are low. Um, but maybe you don't really have a use for that property for a few years. Maybe you're five or six years from retirement. Uh, you want to buy the property now, but you obviously can't mm-hmm. afford the out-of-pocket costs to hold it and do nothing with it. So if you rent it out for a period of time, you can get revenue coming in to offset your mortgage expenses, your property taxes, your maintenance on that property until you're ready to downsize. Great. Great. So let's talk about some of the requirements for this. Such as? Well, you know, what you're talking about here are certain requirements, right? Oh, uh-huh. uh That are taxable. And there are very specific advantages to this, which I think people are not familiar with. Well, first of all, what is a rental property? You have to have – you don't have yeah, to have that somebody – tricky. You don't have to That's have somebody tricky, in there all yeah, the time. Yeah, you should define that. Yeah, I, I think I'd start there. Okay. So um, a rental property is, is a property that you purchase. You maybe don't live in it yourself, um, but you're you're holding it for investment. It has to be rented so many days out of the year, though, doesn't it? Don't to you have qualify to have as a rental? Yeah. Um, as long as you don't use it yourself personally for more than 14 days, the greater of 14 days or 10% of the days that okay. you have it rented to someone else. Right, right, right. Yeah, it can't yeah. be like, oh, I have a rental property in Port Townsend and I'm there six months of the year. Right. That's that would, not a rental. That would be a second home. Correct. Yeah, that's a second home. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your primary uh, primary uh, action has to be renting it. Correct. Yeah. And it makes sense. Two weeks of the year, you go in, maybe you clean it out, whatever you do. But that's really a strict guideline. Is there a minimum? As far as personal use goes? No. Yes. Or, well, either um, personal use or ha- a minimum to have it rented. Typically, if you rent it for more than 14 days a year... Uh, you you're entering into so fourteen's the minimum. Fourteen would be would be the minimum. You're kind of entering into the yeah. rental realm. Um, if you then, like, say you have a vacation home that you're using yourself and you're renting it out for part of the time, mm-hmm. um, anytime your use exceeds fourteen day, the greater of fourteen days or ten percent of the days that you have it rented at fair market mm-hmm. value, um, anytime you're in that kind of uh, mid range where you've where you've rented it for, for more than 14 days and you've used it yourself mm-hmm. for more than 14, then you've got some allocation rules that you have to play. Is, okay. there, is there a difference between having a rental property and having, um, say, a recreational property? Where, What's the difference? Where you rent it out every other weekend or every oh. other month? Or is there a difference there or are the tax advantages the same? Um, whenever you have a property that you're using – a quite a bit you're on your own uh-huh. as well as renting like in like a situation house. like we've got a vacation property. Right. Um, there are allocation rules that go into play. So what the IRS is trying to do is say um, we'll grant you the deductions that are that are allocable to your rental activity so that you don't necessarily have to claim all of that income. You can get the deductions. But they're not going to allow you to deduct personal expenses okay. against that rental income. Well, let's talk about some of the tax benefits that there are very specifically. I know that you guys have outlined 10 top tax deductions for landlords. Let's go through them and tell folks what they are. Passive activity. Passive activity income, <clears throat> excuse me, is income off of a rental. Mm-hmm. That, that uh, income is different, viewed differently than earned income, for example, that you earn at an employer. So is the tax rate it's, different? Yeah, you don't have to pay self-employment taxes on it. You do have to pay your ordinary income rates mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. On, the, on the income, the residual income that floats through, but you don't have to pay the self-employment component. So it is a uh, tax savings yeah. there versus earned income. And you can claim depreciation on the property. Correct. And what does that mean for people? Let's just to explain really quickly what depreciation means. 
Because that thing it, happens automatically. Sure. You don't have to do anything for that. Depreciation is a tax deduction that you can claim. It basically, um, residential real real estate is depreciated over 27 and a half years. So the way you calculate that is if you purchased a rental property for $100,000, annually you're allowed to deduct one over 27.5 years of that, a fraction of uh-huh. that. So you divide the property, cost of the property by 27 and a half, and you take that deduction each year against your taxable income. It benefit there. Uh, long-term capital gains? Long-term capital gains would apply. So anytime you hold the property for more than a year and you sell it, mm-hmm. uh, any property appreciation that has occurred since the time that you purchased it is taxed at a reduced rate. Currently, it's uh, either zero or 15%, depending on what tax bracket you're in. So that's a quite a bit less, typically, than what uh, a person's ordinary income rate is. Right. You can um, also deduct your repairs, your maintenance, your costs that you put into that, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, do you deduct the dollar amount, or is there a formula? It's out-of-pocket expenses. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what does you, that mean, out-of-pocket expenses? So it's anything that you would have to pay for. For example, if you hired a contractor to come in and do work right, on the home. Right, Or you had to buy a new furnace or, Correct. I don't know, any of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, you can't deduct your time. You right. can't assess a value on your time if you choose to do the work yourself. But anything that you pay for, uh, out-of-pocket expense, uh, would be deductible against the income. Um, what about mileage and travel? Say it's your properties, let's say, out of town. Sure. So mileage and travel to to get there, mm-hmm. to monitor the property, to do work on the property, to view tenants, um, anything related to it's, operating that property. It's that. kind property. of interesting because I I was I I was made aware of that you know landlords have the right to monitor property as often as they want. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I mean I didn't know that your landlord could show up and say I want to inspect your property. Yeah, it was typically it's kind a, of interesting. Yeah, there's typically a clause in your rental contract. I yeah. mean, they're they're bound to reasonable times of the day. They can't actually do it right that very instant, though. They have to give you full for more, a 24-hour notice, notice that, or, or yeah. 48. There's a there's, provision right, exactly. behind that. Yeah, path. they can't just yeah. walk in. No, right? correct. Yeah, but they can do it how often they want. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. as long as I found notice. that out. That to was have a little the, weird. Um, mileage deduction and travel. Does the property have to have to be a certain distance from where you're? You're located? No, oh, no requirement doesn't. at all. So if you own a property, yeah, that wouldn't that would not make sense if you if there had to be like a minimum. I mean, well, because if your if your job is to monitor the property, you should get covered for that. Yeah. So if you own a property in Arizona, for example, yeah. right. and you fly down there twice a year, right, to take a look at the property, make sure there's no damage, uh, have a little know, pest control. <laughs> well, you know, that, those well, yeah, kinds of that gets deducted. Yeah, as long as you're working on the property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have friends that have uh, rental in Hawaii. There you go. They do that all the time. There oh, you I go. bet they visit twice well, a year. Well, you, you, you mean you have to do, to have bona fide business reason for being there. You certainly can't go down and hang out for a couple of weeks and lay on the yeah. beach and, and expect to be able to claim that no. as, as But a there repair. are annual things that have to be done annually Absolutely. to get the place rented. And especially in a place like Hawaii where they are, if the place is vacant, you have to go in and make sure or hire somebody. Or hire yeah, someone. So they better. do a combination of both. Mm-hmm. And you can deduct the hiring, the project management Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of deductions. Mm-hmm. Well, and then also there's other so- costs associated with uh, some properties like homeowners association dues. Correct. Condos a lot of times have association dues or I condo know man- that. management fees. You can deduct the, the fees? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. See, a lot of single family residences now are considered condos and they have association fees as well, Correct. not just condominiums. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let's take a short break, and then when we come back, we'll finish some of the deductions, the top 10 deductions for landlords and why this is such an incredible time for people to be thinking about investments. So we're going to go through the advantages of owning real estate, uh, retirement, and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free, life-changing information. Real, profound, and inspiring conversations with two passionate Canadian women on a mission to spread and infuse the essence of gratitude around the world. Experience our Gratitude Living Boutique at explorationgratitude.com and express abundance in all areas of life using our 365 messages of gratitude, journal, mandala, and our origami box. Plant the seed of gratitude and watch it transform all that it touches. Are you ready to let gratitude emerge from your hearts? Visit explorationgratitude.com. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. If you've gone through a separation and feel disappointment, despair, loss of identity, and fear, there is a new pathway to joy for you. SoulWorks Coaching empowers you to go through this separation with soul and hope. So get ready to step into a new relationship with yourself and build a fabulous new life. Contact Monique today at 617-328-7113. That's 617-328-7113. And visit soulworkscoaching.com. Give yourself this gift of love today. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Hey, everybody, welcome. 
welcome back. We're going to continue this conversation. Why is this a great time to invest and own uh, own investment property? We're talking about the tax deductions, but you know there are a lot more a lot more advantages. And uh, Kathy, uh, Tammy, thanks for joining me here today. Let's just go through these and make sure there's a lot to cover. So I want people to make sure that we at least have this information recorded. And then Kathy, you usually put this up on your blog, right? Yeah. T- tell everybody website. how they can find out more on your website. Um, you can go to www.positivepathhome.com and you'll get this report. Uh, there's numerous articles you can access there uh, for free. Just download anything that you're interested in. Um, one of the things that I kind of ran some numbers last night and if you, I was looking at North and East King County and Snohomish County and right now there are 163 single family stick built homes under 150,000. Um, all livable homes. Um, some of them are small, you know, 800 square feet, but then there's some that are up to 1,500 square feet. Wow. On, and some on nice large lots, too. So, um, and these aren't manufactured homes. These are actually stick, stick-built homes that are just really, I think, great bargains. But a couple of the reasons um, that I think is a good idea to be thinking about uh, buying either second property or vacation property is if you maintain the property, it can be held and sold as part of your retirement uh, or income and savings. It can be left to your heirs. Um, your investment will in- increase as long as property values go up, which they will be doing very soon. Um, and as you pay down the mortgage, you can le- leverage the equity in that home to gain access to money that you can use for retirement. You can use that money for investment. You can use that money to buy other property, spend down your mortgage. Um, you know, so properties can be leveraged uh, against each other as well. Um and Tammy, you're a financial planner. Let's talk about the advantages of owning real estate from a financial or retirement planning yeah, yeah, perspective. Yeah, exactly. Well, certainly from a retirement planning standpoint, it's so it, we we hear a lot about asset diversification. Um, and it, this was this last market crash was a little bit of anomaly because everything seemed to go downhill at the same time. But typically, that's not what happens. Right. Typically, uh, when stocks and when the stock market is going down, property uh, retains its value. So it's always good to have, uh, you know, your eggs in more than one basket, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, and it's interesting because I know you just bought a property that you're going to have your college age children live in and rent it out, hold it, and when they're out of college, sell that. Correct. That's one way to do it. In my case, I have a second home that we're going to retire in, and we're paying for it now. Sure. So, you know, we're trying to get that mortgage spent down. So when we retire, then we have the home we live in that we can sell, you know, for Correct. retirement mm-hmm. planning as well. Um, but so there's a lot of different ways you can use property other than just renting it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what about uh, well, we talked about that a little bit here. Um, well, there's this, this idea of this, you know, this mixed used homes. And, you know, there are a lot of times you're in, you have good intentions. You go get a, your property. You think you're going to rent it. And then all of a sudden, you, you something changes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It could be you either didn't rent it for the price you wanted to rent it or you bought the property in a place that really is a place you would want to hang out, right? right? I mean, I went through this myself when I was looking at Port Townsend. You know, it's kind of, oh, yeah, I could rent it out. And then all of a sudden is, yeah, would I really do that, though? I mean, would I really rent it out? I mean, if I rented it out, I can't stay there. Right, right. It's a little tricky. Well, and it's a, it's a mental um, exercise, too. Uh, if you're absolutely in love with a property that you've lived in and you plan to move back to, 
uh, or whatever, it, it is a it is a mental challenge sometimes to open that up to renters. Uh, you know, renters do tend to be a little tougher on property than you would be if you were living there personally. So you have to kind of get your head around that mm-hmm. and, and be ready to do that. Yeah. And, you know, it's another thing to consider is property management. Mm-hmm. You know, just to this, the um, ease of stepping away from that and paying someone a small portion of your income that you're getting off of it, but to take that headache away from you, I think is really worth it. There's mm-hmm. nothing really better than that. You know, because who has time to do it? It gets a third party involved that is not, that's completely uh, objective, does a job and goes in and takes care of that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's what kind of makes it fun and interesting, too, for you. If you have the rental property that's building equity, a lot of things are happening with it. Then the question and the conversation then goes to, okay, how much do I really need to be involved in it? Yeah, and the property management companies, typically, they already have the resources. They know the painters, the electricians. You know, they, they've, they understand how the homeowners associations work, if it, let's say it's a condominium or, or something. You know, so they have the resources. It's it's piece of cake for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing also is you don't have to um, – let's see, how do I want to put this? You don't have to uh, necessarily keep it rented out all the time. You could move into the home, and then if you live there, is it two out of the last five or three out of the last five, and then you sell it, you get that capital gain ex- gains exclusion. You do get a partial capital gains exclusion, and and the rules in that arena Mm -hmm. have changed dramatically in the last couple of years. It's fairly complicated. Uh, The rules are fairly complicated, so definitely make sure you understand those before you go down that path of, you know, in the past, people did that quite frequently, as a matter of fact. Um, But yeah, there there are some stopgaps in place there that didn't used to be there to be aware of, but there are still tax advantages available. What's the formula? To, to the capital gains exclusion because it's 500000 per married couple? If, if it's your primary residence, it's 500000 for marrieds, 250000 for mar- for singles. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then if, if it's been a rental property in the past, there's some phase-out rules. Oh, there is. Yeah, there is, yeah. Those are new in the last two years, I believe. And can you do it on more than one property if you've lived in it? Um, so, you can, but again, it's been the benefits have been limited. So there is a there is a two out of five year holding rule uh-huh. that still is in place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you can take advantage of that over and over. Say if you live in a house for five years and sell it, move, and then live in a house for ten Correct. years. And, okay, that's mm-hmm. what I Correct. thought. You know, and the other thing too to consider, which a lot of people don't think of this, is joint ownership. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be married to be. The people that are buying the house, like be a part, like have a part, you know, yeah, like a, a business partner in it. Sure. Actually, I have some people that have done that. You know, the prices are so reasonable yeah. that you know to buy a condo in Hawaii now is cheaper than buying one of those. What do they call those? Vacation timeshare timeshare time thingies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you four people together, they. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, it's just incredible what's yep. available now. Yeah, yeah I've, I mean, I've got clients can... that own. Uh, condos and ski areas that do that yeah several families get together and purchase one and then they just allocate the time out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and brothers and sisters can own property together you know and you have equal equal shares you know so you would split the income equally and do you then split the tax advantages equally absolutely that's what i thought Mm. that's kind of cool so you know there are some other things too that you know i just want to make sure we get to um, and uh, why don't you just take us through the rest of this? Because sometimes you want to have more than one home as well. Mm-hmm. 
that's what I'm finding people doing. Well, if you're not have, exactly sure the rationale for that, that that's what folks are doing. If you if you have more than one home and you're not renting it out, for instance, you still have the same tax advantages on both homes as far as your interest can be deducted. Correct. If you have a second home, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. So, is there any limitations to having to owning more than one home that you're going to live in? Uh, yeah, the 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 interest on the first two homes okay is deductible. Okay. Um, after so that, so you're good for two. You're good for two. Okay. Uh, subject to certain limits. Okay. But after that, at at that point, that phases away. Okay. So, um, is there is there a limit on the types of expenses on a home that you? Oh, can, that's a good question. Because mm-hmm. like obviously, a roof, you would have a taxable. I mean, a tax deduction if you replace the roof. That's a large one, but is there a limit on how small of a re- of a repair you can? Yeah, I think this is a really good question well, because it's it really deals with personality. You know, I'm the kind of person that if I owned a rental, I would make the rental look like a place I would want to move into. Mm-hmm. So I would use my judgment on what I would get done. Right? You see what I'm saying? So if you're talking about a rental property, mm-hmm. um, there are rules as far as what types of expenses can be deducted. Oh, in really? full, the year that you do the, the oh, repair, okay. uh-huh. um, there's a difference between what, what the IRS would consider a, a standard repair versus and an, an improvement or oh, a capital item. Okay. What's the difference between that? So yeah, I get it. If you did something uh, significant to the home that either increased its value significantly. Right. Um, allowed Redo it, the kitchen, for example. Yeah. Redo the kitchen would be right. a capital improvement because right. it increases the value of the home. Right. If you added a bedroom. That right. would be okay, right. a mm-hmm. significant improvement. If you put a brand new roof on, uh, maybe a little bit better than the one yeah. you had before, that's an improvement. Um, if you repair a leaky roof, you've got a couple of bad shingles, you repair those, that's a repair. Oh, got it. Uh, well, you, you have really to have to know it, this stuff, though. There are a lot of complex rules. But that's yeah. why you have in to general, go see your friendly uh, accountant and financial planner. Isn't that true? That, well, I suppose that's true, yeah. How do people find out more about you? That's what I was just going to um, say. I've, I've got a website, which is accessible by all. It's net, and the Morozik is spelled M-R-O-Z-E-K. Um, there's some information out there, kind of Good. a little bit about my practice and what I do. What's your um, phone number? Phone number is 425-788-5266. All right. Hey, thank you guys for joining us here today. Kathy, thank you so much. Give thank out you. your website again. That's and because uh, people are going to want to have the written part of this. Oh, yeah, a lot I'll, here. I'll get this posted. Um, it, my phone number is 206-276-1070. And you can find me at PositivePathHome.com. All right. Thank you, everybody. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease, it's when every part of the body works together effortlessly. Relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge, and when overcharged or undercharged, disease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888 777 4232. That's 888 777 4232. 
and visit us at maryjanemack.com. The Ascension Foundation, serving to build an interdimensional community. The Ascended Masters invite you to join them in co-creating this mission. Allow the Masters to lead the way in activating the wisdom of your heart consciousness and raising your vibration. You can communicate with them directly by attending apportation events and classes in mediumship, crystal light energy healing, alchemy, master studies, past life regression, and more. For a schedule of classes, workshops, and special events, visit theascensionfoundation.com. That's theascensionfoundation.com. Are you ready for an extraordinary life? Introducing Spectrum Life Design Education. Spectrum seminars and training are intended for you to discover and redesign the core beliefs that generate your life results, circumstances, and experiences by utilizing a synergistic approach to the art of living. Participants are provided with experiential and practical tools that raise their level of consciousness that embrace the whole person, mind, body, heart, and spirit. These principles allow you to transform your ability to engage your authentic yearnings, to profoundly connect with yourself and others, along with maximizing your potential and greatest dreams. For more information as well as a course schedule, please visit them at SpectrumLifeDesign.com. That's SpectrumLifeDesign.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I want to share something amazing with you. If you're sick of information and ready for an extreme transformation, then check out world-renowned energy healer Ann Taylor at FasterQuickerBetter.com. She's been creating miracles in tens of thousands of people's lives for over 16 years, and I'm one of those people. You, too, can easily do the same by simply listening to her recordings. If you want to miraculously eliminate fears, worries, and negative beliefs, then you owe it to yourself to purchase her amazing package, which includes over 50 pieces of healing work. Thanks to Anne's 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Hurry over to FasterBetterQuicker.com and finally experience the quantum leap in consciousness that you truly deserve. 